Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Kemaford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. Oprah has it, Steve Jobs had it, Mark Zuckerberg has it, but recently didn't listen to it and paid a huge price. Elon Musk made the same mistake. Intuition, spidey sense, gut feel, whatever you call it, it'll make or break the most important decisions in your life. The most successful executives I coach have it in spades. Let's talk about the three steps to access your hidden gorgeous brain power. Let's talk about how and where intuition actually works. Here's how to make your intuition stronger right now. And my friends at Now Sourcing created a handy infographic. Be sure to check it out on the show page. So first let's consider how and where humans think. And as I outlined in a previous blog that we're linking to here, human beings actually have three brains. Since both our hearts and our intestines, <laughs> our gut has neural tissue, we have the heart brain, the gut brain, and the brain that sits in our cranium. Or if you count the one that sits in your cranium as three, reptilian, mammalian, and neocortex, then we actually have five brains. So intuition operates in all these brains. So it's important to really understand how intuition works. Let's talk about where you think. So the reptilian brain is about instinct. It's an innate inclination toward a particular behavior and response to a certain stimulus. It's hardwired in the body from birth to keep us not dead. Examples, we uh, pull away from something hot, we run away from danger. Mammalian brain, where much intuition or gut feeling occurs. It's a natural, thoughtless process which requires no analysis or deep thinking. It's unconsciously developed over time from our experiences and beliefs. Biases operate here and are unconscious, which is why they can be problematic. Example, trusting someone that's similar to you, even if you don't know them very well. Feeling good around someone, etc. Let's go now into the prefrontal cortex. That's where the analytical thinking occurs. This is where we're solving, decision-making, and this is where biases operate too, such as making decisions based on a limited data set or past experiences. So example, weighing the pros and cons of a decision before making it and analyzing potential return on investment before sponsoring a project. So check out these famous examples of intuition. And I want you to think about what parts of the brain were involved. 44 BCE, Calpurnia, the wife of Julius Caesar, dreams of her husband's assassination. 
and urges him not to go to the Senate, where he goes anyway and is killed. It's not magic. Calpurnia was unconsciously, unconsciously reacting to the tensions and signs of political dissent brewing in the Roman Empire. Hmm. There's some heart brain here. There's some gut brain here. Some reptilian and mammalian brain activation. Let's keep going. On a hunch, automobile tycoon, Charles Howard, oh, 1936, by the way, purchases an underweight colt named Seabiscuit, who goes on to become one of the greatest racehorses in history. It's not magic. Howard's business savvy and military cavalry training gave him the experience to recognize a gifted horse and a sound financial bet. Some gut brain, some mammalian, some prefrontal cortex activation. Isn't this interesting? 1962, after being rejected by dozens of publishers, Madeline Langles, a uh, Wrinkle in Time book, is picked up by John Farrar of Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux, which had not published children's books before. Huh, a children's book, after being rejected, is picked up by a publisher that had never published a children's book. Some heart brain, some gut brain, some mammalian, and possibly prefrontal cortex brain activation. See, most cultures today worship the intellect and the prefrontal cortex functions, decision-making, strategy, problem-solving, and that's often unintentionally conditioned children to discount their intuition. So let's consider Albert Einstein and how when he discovered the theory of relativity, he said, to paraphrase, first I felt it, then I saw it, then I could explain it. That sounds like a bunch of five brain activity to me. So how does intuition work? Your intuition is much faster than your analytical mind and relies on feelings. And note above that I uh, referred to neural tissue that we all have in our gut and our heart. So we often hear about women's intuition and how it's stronger than men. Why? Two reasons. First, the insula in the female human brain is larger than in the male. The insula is often called the seat of intuition in human beings, and it's where hurt feelings fester and hunches often spring from. Second, our female ancestors needed to ensure not only their own survival, but also their children's. While the males were often single tasking, such as hunting, with their larger amygdalas, the females were multitasking. The males were single tasking. The females were caring for children, watching for danger as they gathered food, tracking nonverbal cues from others, and organizing environmental input and information. Hmm. Three steps to optimizing your intuition. Number one, notice your body's reactions. Changes in heartbeat, breathing, muscle tension, those are cues and clues. Number two, understand that your intuition wants whatever you value most. Happiness, health, prosperity. Your intuition could be signaling you that even though a decision seems logical, it won't bring you closer to your core goals. Don't let the logic override. Number three, 
Likewise, notice that your intuition is wiser than your ego, which may want you to make a specific decision for a certain gain, yet that gain might come at too high of a cost. Maybe taking a huge promotion that will make your ego feel good, but will destroy your personal life, right? Your intuition in this case is trying to put the brakes on. So how do you notice intuition and logic? Okay. How do you balance intuition and logic? Well, look at the meaning that you're making about a specific situation and check your assumptions. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put the cognitive biases on the show page because I want you to no start to notice your cognitive biases. Look at your organismic rights. Ooh, let's put those on the show page as well. Look at the org rights and determine if they will be honored or expanded by the decision that you're making. Check yourself for those biases, those unconscious biases that might be in the way. Follow your intuition when you're working in rapidly changing high stakes environments, when you're performing tasks you've done many times before, when you're brainstorming or discussing business with partners or coworkers. Follow your analytical brain, good old prefrontal cortex, when you're working in compliance scenarios or when you're under public or regulatory scrutiny, when you're doing something you have never done before, when you're hiring new talent or delegating work to employees. We have all made hiring mistakes <laughs> by not following our analytical brain. So have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. That was Steve Jobs at his 2005 Stanford uh, commencement speech. So net net. Intuition is a combination of the five functioning brains that you have. Intuition can be cultivated and improved by paying attention to the input your brains are offering you. Many key decisions merit a combination of intuition and analytical thinking. Remember the examples I gave you. Your intuition might just be telling you how to make better decisions. Are you ready to listen? Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.